Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for this morning. So today we're reading from Matthew chapter 24. Uh, We're going to begin in verse 26. We read a couple of these verses yesterday, but we're going to kind of jump back in to the passage today. So if anyone tells you, there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels out with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from, the one, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you start to see all these things, You know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Man, there's a lot in this text. And once again, we're in this part where Jesus is talking about the end. And there's a little bit of straddling of, is this the end of the temple in 70 A.D.? Or is it the end of all things? And in this one, obviously, you see there's like the coming of the Son of Man. So obviously, people have taken this part to be more of the end of all things. But then there's this question, because at the very end, it says this generation will not pass away until all these things have happened. So what do we do with that? Because we know that that generation did pass away. So was Jesus talking about the temple? And the people who want to argue for the temple would say, obviously, there's a sign that Jesus is talking about the temple because the temple passed away before they all died. But then you have a hard time with all this stuff of the Son of Man coming, the Messiah coming, uh, lightning in the east shining or showing up in the west. Um, so what do we do with all this mess? Well, in one instance, I would want to say that if, if you need a little clarification, one thing I found And certainly there are people who don't agree with this because there have been whole faith systems built on this idea that we're the last generation and every generation reads it that way. We're the last generation. And so, you know, it's like the the world's going to end before I die. And and we're all kind of narcissistic. So that sounds really good to us. So far, it has proven not to be true for any generation. I looked into a little bit of that word generation and somebody who, you know, people who study Greek, uh, who know way more than me, have, there's at least one thought, and it's not, like I said, it's not held by everyone, but one thought is that that word generation has kind of, 
we think of it as a generation of people, but the original Greek word could include a tribe of people, like a people, like a lineage of people, like a group of people, like the church. The, you know, originally it might have applied to like the Jewish family of Abraham. And now we're grafted into that family. So this group of people, this church, and that makes a lot more sense to me. Like I said, obviously it's disputed because people have not agreed on this passage a lot. But I like that idea, at least, that, that Jesus is talking about, hey, this church isn't going to pass away until I return. And I can see that working a little better in the context of the coming of the Son of Man. But here's the bigger thing. What you want to believe about that, there is obviously arguments on both sides. That's why there's not a lot of agreement about this section of Scripture. So whatever you want to believe about this, this is what I know. That we need to always live ready for the coming of the Son of Man. Now, we talked about this in my class just uh, yesterday. Um, kind of this idea of the end of all things. And, and, and here's the deal. If you live your life seeking to know and do the will of God today, then tomorrow really doesn't matter. Whatever happens tomorrow, Christ comes back, you're prepared. You're waiting. You're ready. You're watching. If you die tomorrow, you will be raised to new life in Christ. So, so for those of us in what I call holiness denominations, which the Nazarenes are, this is our big emphasis is a lot of this stuff with the end that everybody gets all caught up in really doesn't matter if you live today. If I seek eternal life with Christ which in John, eternal life is defined as knowing the Father and the one He sent. And obviously we can infer through the Spirit we know the Father and the one He sent. So we're talking about that whole Trinity thing. To know God is eternal life. So if I am living to know God today, then the second coming will take care of itself. And that's what I really want to emphasize today. Um, yes, maybe some signs. Maybe when we see some things, we should, we should say, okay, we need to be alert. But not in a worrisome way, not in a fear-driven way, not using fear to get other people to convert way. That's how this second coming was always used when I was growing up. Well, you better get right with God because he could come at any moment. Well, that's using fear and coercion to try to get people to, to follow something maybe they're not ready to follow. So I have always thought the other way around, like, let's show people the love, the life, the goodness of God. It's very attractive. I mean, it is the thing, it is the treasure hidden in the field. And uh, then all that end time stuff, all that stuff works itself out as we seek to live as people who live eternal life now, then we will also share eternal life whenever that day comes, that Christ would return or that uh, this human body would die. Hey, it's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.